More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was fun to watch last night. And you know it was a good night for the vice president when today the media has come out saying, That Mike Pence is a sexist because he was mansplaining everything to a woman. All right, there's three things about last night's debate that we have to get to. One, there was just incredible lies uh, about COVID-19 from the um, Biden and Kamala Harris campaign. There was massive lies that they got busted for on the issue of fracking, which is going to cost Americans an insane number of jobs, and I'm going to give you the proof of that. And there was also the, the lies last night when she was losing, where she went back to the old Democratic playbook, call somebody a racist. Say that he's in favor of white supremacy. We have the proof to show you of Donald Trump denouncing racism and denouncing white supremacy over and over and over again. This, is, this has been nothing but a five-year lie because it started during, you know, before he was actually won the presidency. Now... It was a bad night for Harris. Proof of it, as I said, is that they're now having to say, oh, she's a woman. You can't talk to a woman that way. Let me start. And this is going to be controversial, and I just don't care anymore. So if you're offended by what I'm about to say, I'm really genuinely okay with it. If you are a feminist, if you're one of these liberals and one of these feminist women out there and you want to be treated based on your accomplishments, not based on your sex, then when you get your AWS kicked in a debate or in business, do not then start waving your I'm a woman, you can't talk to me that way flag. Last night, you saw a two candidates. More than likely, there was going to be either a win A loss for somebody else or a draw. Last night was not a draw. That's for sure. The first presidential debate, I would argue, was a draw. In fact, it really helped out Joe Biden more than it helped out Donald Trump because Donald Trump needed to score some serious points, and he didn't. But last night was a win 
for Vice President Mike Pence. No doubt about it. And Kamala Harris knew it. That's the reason why she started to get the facial expressions going and the kind of the eyes looking to left and right and all that other crap that, by the way, many times people criticize women for acting that way when they're, you know, getting a little feisty. Well, then the campaign and all the surrogates start coming out saying, Mike Pence is a sexist. Mike Pence was rude. Mike Pence was mean. Mike Pence was evil. Mike Pence, you can't talk to somebody that way. That's what they said. Okay. Let's deal with reality. The reason why she lost last night is because she got caught lying. Let's talk about some of those lies. One of the biggest ones was the issue of jobs and the fracking flip-flop. And it's not just Kamala Harris's past remarks that have resurfaced. It's also Joe Biden's own words. Both of these candidates are liars. During the primary... In the Democratic Socialist primary, because that's really what it's become, you couldn't say you're you're going to keep fracking because the extreme left that comes out and votes in primaries would leave you. Harris was going for the socialist left. Bernie Sanders, by the way, is there. Other socialists are on stage. And Joe Biden knew that he would get obliterated if he didn't say he was against fracking. Both of them know that once the nomination was settled and Joe Biden got it, you couldn't say that ever again because you would end up losing a lot of the swing states in this country and a lot of voters whose lives and jobs depend on fracking. Now, there's a montage, and I'm going to play it for you. It starts with Mike Pence actually calling her out on the issue of fracking and the facts. And this is his kind way, by the way, of, of, of saying you're a liar. And then I'm going to let you hear Kamala Harris's own words on fracking and Joe Biden's own words on fracking. This was one of the biggest lies I've ever seen. And by the way, to the to the debate moderator, screw you. Okay, and you can say that's sexist. I don't give a crap anymore. I'm done with this PC garbage. This woman's writing a book about Nancy Pelosi, sucking up to Nancy Pelosi, a biography, basically, you know, giving her, you know, you know, a, a, a big cuddle fest. She's biased. There is no reason why the debate moderator last night shouldn't have stepped in and said, Kenneth Harris or whatever you want to call her, Senator Harris, you, you, look, there's a lot of Americans are watching tonight that they just they, they see these words that you said and could have read them, could have read her the words and could have said, you and your candidate, Joe Biden, have flip-flopped on this issue. And many Americans are concerned about wh- which, which one of you is telling the truth. Is it the one that says you're against fracking or is it the one that's in favor of fracking? Because right now the American people clearly – are confused. She didn't do that. You want to know why? Because the whole thing is in the tank. All the media is in the tank to make sure that Joe Biden wins the White House and Kamala Harris eventually becomes the president. Last night was proof of that. Now, here's Pence, by the way, not mansplaining, just calling out a lie for a lie. And then listen to Biden Harris's own words on fracking. Take a listen. Senator Harris, you're you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. You yourself said on multiple occasions when you were running for president that you would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will abolish fossil fuels. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. 
No more, no new fracking. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. So, first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. Will you commit to implementing a federal ban on fracking your first day in office, adding the United States to the list of countries who have banned this devastating practice? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else I need to play for you to prove that both of these candidates are liars on the issue of fracking, a major issue of our energy independence, which lowered our gas prices after they got insanely high. Do you remember, let's, let me remind you, back when President Barack Obama and Joe Biden were in charge of this country and they had suffocated our energy independence and oil production, that there were many people that had Suburbans or F-150 and F-250s that actually had to use two credit cards to fill up because they had a $90 max at the pump per swipe. Do you remember that? Then they raised it to 100 Then they went to like 120 I, I specifically remember multiple times during about a six-month period where the gas prices were so high, four, five, six dollars a gallon around the country. I was paying almost five where I was. That I, if I was on E, I would put my credit card in. I would go until it would auto shut off at ninety dollars. I would take it out and have to run a whole nother debit card just to fill up my tank with gas. It was costing me over a hundred dollars because of their energy policy, which was fracking bad, drilling bad, oil bad, green energy good. Get a Leaf, get a Vespa, get a smart car, get a Tesla. You notice you don't see hardly any of those cars anymore. Why? Because now we have, like, normal energy policy, and we have gas that's under $2 a gallon. And look at what it did for the economy. There were months when I would look at my wife and I's bills, and we would be spending in the thousands of dollars in gas because I would drive multiple times a day to the studio for TV hits and radio. And it was a long drive. I finally just gave her my car. Okay? And, I, I mean, I literally had an SUV, and I said, here, you're going to drive this now. I'm going to go get something else because I figured out that I would save money even by having a car note. That is what the democratic world looks like. They suffocated on purpose oil and gas production on purpose so that you would be forced into their green and alternative energy. Remember Solyndra and all that BS? Remember all the billions of dollars that we gave to these companies that were friends of Obama's? And all of them got rich, but the companies no longer exist. Do you all remember all of that? There is no way to get alternative energy to be even close to financially feasible. Unless you artificially raise the price of oil and gas to a point where you're forced to look at it. How many people, you remember all the commercials? I mean, they were, they were on my show all over the place. For solar panels, do you all remember that? When natural gas prices went through the roof? They were saying, oh, well, if you're, if, you know, this is a way to save money, lower your energy bill and the electricity prices and, and, and kilowatt hours were through the roof. You remember all that? 
That was because the Democrats knew the only way they could force you into green submission was if they went after and suffocated the supply chain so that the prices skyrocket. So then you'd be forced to say, maybe I do want to buy a leaf. Maybe I do want to buy a smart car. Maybe I do want to go buy these energy panels. All that stuff's disappeared, folks. People, right now, what's the number one selling car on the road? It ain't a leaf. It's big trucks that keep your family safe. It's big SUVs that keep your family safe. I mean, my, my, my producer has a huge truck. He stopped driving. He was, he was $100 a tank back then. We were having a conversation, and I said, uh, we were talking about his gas bill, and it was insane. It was more than a car note. And we finally got, what, did, what do you drive now? Cooper, Mini Cooper. For one reason, that car was purchased, because of the gas prices. Now, I think you like the Mini Cooper, right? You like it, but would you want another one right now? Or would you want something bigger? He says it's fine. He likes it. All right, good. He's content. Never would have bought that car, though. You would have been still driving the truck, if you could, but you couldn't afford the gas. This is what the Democrats want, and they got busted lying about it last night. We'll have more on the lies from last night in a moment, but first I want to thank our sponsor today, uh, and that is the number one conservative organization in the country, AMAC. I'm going to give you a free membership for an entire year, including their AMAC magazine right now. If you are ready to have your name be used in the fight to get the next Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court, if you're ready to have your name added to the pressuring the senators who might flip-flop or or waffle on Judge Barrett, if you're ready to stand with the President of the United States of America, then it's time for you to join AMAC. AMAC has over 2 million members right now, conservatives, and we're making a difference, but we want you to be a member, and I'm going to take care of the cost of your membership for the first year will not cost you a dime. And when I say it's free, there's not a credit card you put in or any of that stuff. There's no credit card needed. This is a genuine membership because I want you to get in the fight with me. You'll also get the AMAC magazine, which I write a column for every month. And you'll get updates on what's going on with a Supreme Court nominee. You'll also get updates on how you can fight and defend President Trump and other conservatives that are up for this election. So how do you join for free? It's so easy. Go to the website. We, we, we put up this website just to make it easy for you to remember. BenFreeOnline.com. You'll see everything on that website about AMAC and all that they offer and what they do for you as a conservative. And you can try it for free for a year. So go to BenFreeOnline.com right now. That's www.BenFreeOnline.com. All right, so back to the debate. Not only did... Kamala Harris just flat out lie about her policy on fracking, which would cost an incredible amount of American jobs. But she then acted like because Mike Pence called her out on it, that he's sexist towards her. And women were like, all right, we'll go with that. I've had it with feminists. If you want to be on the big stage, women on the left, then when you get your, your, your AWS handed to you, don't then say, but I'm a woman. You can't talk to me that way. I'm a woman. You're you're trying to mansplain everything to me. Really? Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. And when you lose, don't then scream, I'm a woman. You can't talk to me that way if you don't want to be treated 
like a woman, like you're less than somebody else because it, you're, you're, it, it, it's insane. There was a very interesting article written today. It says, desperate media accuses Mike Pence of sexism for debating a woman during a debate against a woman. Might be the best headline I've seen. Well done, Matt Walsh. I'll read it again. Desperate media and the left, I'll add that in there, accuse Mike Pence of sexism for debating a woman during a debate against a woman. This is how you know she lost bad. It was not a surprise to see Vice President Mike Pence win the debate against Senator Harris, a woman who threatens, threatens at times to make Hillary Clinton appear genuine and likable by comparison. But it was perhaps unexpected to see Pence, in his polite, understated, Midwestern way, dominate and humiliate Harris to such an extent that the mainstream media was forced to make headlines out of the fly that landed on his head for two minutes. Anything to distract from the substance of his performance, anything to avoid the real headline, Mike Pence wins big. The fly was not the only headline to come out of the debate. According to our diligent journalist class, Mike Pence also had one eye that was a little red. This provided fodder for extensive commentary from Forbes, BuzzFeed, the Los Angeles Times, and other esteemed publications. Also, Mike Pence's wife, Karen, appeared on stage to congratulate her husband after the debate and was not wearing a mask, even though they can kiss and sleep next to each other. So they attacked her for that, right? That, that provoked indictments from the Huffington Post, Newsweek, and the New York Times. Imagine their shock and horror should they learn that Karen Pence also presumably doesn't wear a mask when she sleeps in the same bed as her husband or sits on the sofa next to him to watch TV or spends much of her life in close proximity to the vice president. But the big news, even bigger than flies and possible pink eye, if you can believe it, is that Vice President Mike Pence was a sexist for committing the unthinkable sin of debating a woman during a debate against a woman. Right on cue, nearly as soon as the broadcast concluded, Dan Rather, George Stephanopoulos, and others in the news media were accusing Mike Pence of mansplaining. Major Garrett of CBS, meanwhile, gushed with pride, exclaiming that Harris was a role model for women everywhere when she asserted herself against the rude man who kept arguing with her, almost as if they were taking part in an event where the whole point is to argue with one another. NBC presidential historian noted that Pence was interrupted, not just interrupted, not just one woman, but two, both his female opponents and the female moderator. This, he says, showed a lack of respect on CNN. On CNN, one of my dear friends, Essie Cup, was not happy. She was mad about how Pence's alleged sexism and mansplaining was infuriating. And made her skin crawl. Predictably, Congresswoman AOC got in on the Identity Politics Act action saying that Pence daring to ask questions directly to Harris was misogynistic. An exemplary of the gender dynamics so many women have to deal with at work. Feminist writer Jill Filipovic claimed bizarrely that it was condescending and sexist for Pence. We're ready for this to call Kamala by her name. Many publications, such as The Hill, extolled Harris's courage in the face of these horrific attacks. 
and celebrated her, quote, inspirational girl power performance. It's all nonsense, of course. The candidate spoke for the same amount of time. Actually, Harris spoke more time than Pence if you really want to get down to the numbers. But by no one's count did Mike Pence hog the stage and take significantly more than his fair share of the limelight. Yes, he argued with Harris and attempted to explain his point of view. But that, again, is the entire point of a debate. Yet, when you lose, the media comes to your aid. And the media says, you can't do that. You can't talk to a woman that way. You can't debate a woman, even if you're debating a woman in a debate that you both agreed to show up to. This is why I say that liberalism is a disease. It's a mental disorder. If you want to be treated like everybody else, then when you lose and you're a woman, don't then go and cry in the corner and say, you can't talk to me that way. I'm a woman. Are you kidding? You lost. Get over it. Move on. But don't claim sexism when that happens to you. All right. I want to tell you about an incredible sponsor of the show, and that is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is uh, an amazing company. They save you a whole lot of money on your cell phone bill while also taking a percent of your bill every month, 5%, and giving it back to conservative causes that fight for our First and our Second Amendment rights. Why do they do this? It's pretty simple. They found out where Big Mobile was spending their money. Did you know that AT&T and Verizon have given hundreds of millions of dollars to more than 10,000 Democratic candidates running for office? Did you know they've given money to Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton? And AT&T and Verizon have also given huge donations to Planned Parenthood, the number one abortion provider in the country. Well, when they found that out, a group of men got together and said, we're going to start a conservative Christian cell phone company to give people an alternative. And we're going to take a percentage of the bill every month at no cost to the user and actually support our values. They started doing this several years ago. And now they have gotten really big. And it's so cool to see a conservative company succeeding. If you're ready to save money on your cell phone bill, get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, keep your same cell phone number, even maybe keep the same cell phone you have in your hand or get a new one. Check out Patriot Mobile. Use my name, Ben, when you call them or go online and you'll get free activation. They're online at PatriotMobile.com. Don't forget to use the promo code Ben. You'll get free activation. You can also call them, 972-PATRIOT. Save money on your cell phone bill. And every time you use it, support conservative Christian causes. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com. Use my name, Ben, and you'll also get free activation. All right, I want to get back into some of the other big oopses of the night for Kamala Harris. And she had some big mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes of the night was challenging Mike Pence on this pandemic. The reason why is because Mike Pence, since day one, has been the leader of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. If you've ever known Mike Pence or been around him, and I've, I've been around him, okay, uh, Mike Pence is an incredible guy. Uh, Mike Pence is a hard worker. He's very articulate, very, very, very much an intellectual. He's a guy that dives into the minutia of things. That's why he was a great governor and why the people in his state loved him. Pence knows COVID-19 and he knows the government's response better than anybody. He knows what the government's done. 
He knows about how we stopped the early spread of the virus. He knows about the travel bans that were led by President Trump and helped implemented by the Coronavirus Task Force. He knows about the science. He knows about where we are on the vaccines. He knows about dealing with all of these companies to get rapid testing or to get ventilators. Uh, he knows about how we're going to get this when we do have a vaccine, out to the masses in a major way very quickly. He knows about the military's plans uh, to to distribute the vaccine once we get it and everything that goes along with it. So it was stupid for Kamala Harris to attack, I I think, Mike Pence on the response to the pandemic. And it was fear-mongering. But she did it anyway. And Joe Biden came back, or I should say, Mike Pence came back at Joe Biden and Harris's plan. He did his research. He went on their website. He looked at what they've been saying. And he said, you know, for someone that's criticizing me and criticizing the president so much, it's pretty interesting that your plan is literally plagiarism. It's played, you guys have plagiarized exactly what the president's plan is, what we've done. Everything that you guys say you're going to do, we've already done it. It's like you took our plan and just put your name on the top of it. Take a listen to this. Susan, thank you. And I want to thank the commission and the University of Utah for hosting this event. And uh, Senator Harris, it's a privilege to be on the stage with you. And our nation has gone through a very challenging time this year. But I want the American people to know that from the very first day, President Donald Trump has put the health of America first. Before, there were more than five cases in the United States, all people who had returned from China. President Donald Trump did what no other American president had ever done, and that was he suspended all travel from China, the second largest economy in the world. Now, Senator Joe Biden opposed that decision. He said it was xenophobic and hysterical. But I can tell you, having led the White House Coronavirus Task Force, that that decision alone by President Trump bought us invaluable time to stand up the greatest national mobilization since World War II. And I believe it saved hundreds of thousands of American lives. Because with that time, we were able to reinvent testing. More than 115 million tests have been done to date. We were able to see to the delivery of billions of supplies so our doctors and nurses had the resources support they needed. And we began, really, before the month of February was our, to develop a vaccine and to develop medicines and therapeutics that had been saving lives all along the way. And under President Trump's leadership, Operation Warp Speed, we believe, will have literally tens of millions of doses of a vaccine before the end of this year. The reality is, when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot, like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. I mean, quite frankly... When I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. And I think the American people know that this is a president who has put the health of America first. And the American people, I believe with my heart, can be proud of the sacrifices they have made. It's saved countless American lives. One of the things that Pence did a great job of is being calm. I think a lot of people were listening to what he was saying last night. He made sure to point out that Biden opposed his the bold and early policy of the Trump administration, which Dr. Fauci credits with helping save countless American lives, 
by giving our healthcare infrastructure critical time to prepare for the influx of COVID-19 patients. Harris, Harris, by the way, even went so far as to argue that she wouldn't take the vaccine. This is what crazy talk sounds like. If it was promoted by the president, but would take it if it was promoted by the health officials like Dr. Fauci. Now, this was, I think, the lowest point of the debate for her. I think it was the dumbest point that she made. And I think what it tells you is they'll do anything. They'll oppose anything, even a vaccine, if they think Donald Trump's involved. That's called Trump derangement syndrome. And I want to play for you Mike Pence calling out Harris on vaccinations. And he was right to tell her, hey, you got to stop playing politics with people's lives. There are certain things where politics should not be involved. A vaccine should not be a political talking point for you. If we get a vaccine, and by the way, you know, the, the idea that President Trump has become a doctor and he's in the labs, he's creating a vaccine, he comes running out and says, I have one. Uh, that, that, that's how psychotic she sounds. That's not how this goes down. That's not how any of this works, and she knows it. Nevertheless, she's out there in, in this, you know, obsessed world with hating on the present so much so in this psychotic world of the left that over and over and over and over again, she keeps saying, well, if Donald Trump's involved, I'm not going to do it. If Donald Trump's involved, I'm not going to do it. If Donald Trump's involved, uh, don't take a vaccine. You can only take a vaccine if you elect us, and that's how to be safe. Do you really think there's going to be any difference in the damn vaccine between Biden being the president and her being the vice president? No, of course not. This is psychotic. And the way that Mike Pence called her out, which was very, I think, cool, calm, and collected, I think it was very classy. All right, I think it was very, 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 very classy. I think it was very kind the way that he called her out. They then say, well, he talked down to her, and so therefore he's a sexist. He mansplained. Take a listen. The reality is that we're going to have a vaccine, Senator, in record time, in unheard of time, in less than a year. We have five companies in phase three clinical trials. And we're right now producing tens of millions of doses. So the fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine, if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. And, Senator, I, I just ask you, stop playing politics with people's lives. Stop playing politics with people's lives. He's absolutely right to say it that way, because that's what she's doing. She's playing politics with people's lives. When, when, when you say you won't take a vaccine because Donald Trump's the president of the United States of America, that's, that, that's putting people's lives at risk because you do have influence. And there are genuinely people out there that I think that are crazy enough to not take a vaccine because Donald Trump's the president. Because Kamala Harris and Joe Biden said something irresponsible and stupid like this. I, I really do. I believe it. I think there's people that are crazy enough to do this. Now, Harris's other mistake involved uh, what we discussed previously regarding her attempt to um, basically act like Joe Biden's racial 
and radical environmental policies aren't there. This is an important point. i got to get this in here real quick. Harris last night claimed that there was no ambiguity about the Democratic Party ticket stance on climate regulation, which we all know, by the way, is absolutely false. This other major mistake involved her attempts to attack the president on racial issues, falsely claiming the president has refused to condemn white supremacy. And this is when you knew she knew she was losing the debate. That's why I held this to the end. She knew she was losing the debate, and so she needed something. So what do Democrats always do when they're in trouble? They run out with the race card. They do it every time, folks. Race card, got to use a race card. Let's play the race card. Let's do the race card. I want you to hear, okay, and I think this is great audio, uh, of President Trump, in his own words, being consistent in denouncing white supremacy over the years. This isn't one week or one moment in time, okay? I want to make that I want to make that also very clear. This is consistent over time. Consistently. Okay? Consistently. He has been saying this. Take a listen. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. He has yet once to condemn white supremacy. The neo-Nazis. He hasn't condemned the darn thing. You've got David Duke just joined. A bigot, a racist, a problem. Would you, I'm not would looking you for repudiate him. David Duke? Sure. David Duke and robocalls are out again. The white supremacist movement supporting you. Uh, do you have any know. words for that? Well, I disavow. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow. Okay? When we looked at it and looked at the question, I disavowed David Duke. So I've disavowed David Duke all weekend long on Facebook, on Twitter, and really? obviously it's never enough. Really? So are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists? Of course I am. Of course I am. When Chris joined, we had a news conference, and they asked me the exact same question. I said, I disavow. I disavowed then. I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. Uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Ultimately, he got to the Ku Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, vote. do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. And do you I want, want the supporters? No, I don't want anything. I, what do you think of white times? supremacists, by the way? I don't like any group of hate. David Duke announced his Senate candidacy, claiming your agenda. Are you ready before you ask the question? Newt Gingrich said every Republican should repudiate this guy no matter what it takes. And I do. Rebuked. Is that okay? Rebuked. Rebuked. Done. Done. Do you want white supremacists to vote for you? No, I don't at all. Not at all. His campaign is denouncing a show of support from the KKK's official newspaper, as in the Ku Klux Klan. In the same New York Times interview, he denounced white supremacists. He denounced the neo-Nazis who support him. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs. 
including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. I spoke out forcefully against hatred, bigotry, and violence, and strongly condemned the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, and the KKK. President Donald Trump signed a congressional joint resolution that condemns white supremacy, neo-Nazis, and other hate groups. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. Any group of hate, I don't like it. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's any other kind of supremacy, whether. I, I mean, how many more times does the President of the United States of America have to condemn something until the, the people in the media finally just say, okay, you've done it? But last night during the debate, she comes out and says, well, he won't denounce white supremacy. Yes, he has over and over again. I just played you three minutes of him doing it over and over again, week after week, month after month, year after year, interview after interview, because of the hacks of the media refuse to let this conspiracy theory go because they know it is effective with ignorant voters in America. That's the only reason why they keep bringing this crap up. Let's be real honest about it. I'll leave you with that. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.